Apologies in advance to my fingernails, but this election is a nail biter and it's likely to extend for days. Here's what matters. Live from our respective coronavirus social distancing outposts, I'm Lauren Goodwin. And I'm Robert Sarenbetz. And this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we, the strategists at New York Life Investments, will share insights from the multi-asset solutions team, what we think matters as we manage investment solutions. That includes Mainstay's Income Builder Fund, as well as individual solutions for our partners. By sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everybody. It's November 4th, 2020, and we are here with a special episode of Market Matters to recap the election. Okay, so it's Wednesday morning, 11.30 a.m. East Coast time, and I, like many others, am probably running on too little sleep, and I feel like I'm just nervously watching and waiting for this election outcome. Yeah, definitely a, a, a double on that not enough sleep. Um and it, and it appears that we have the uncertain outcome that we've described. Yeah, and that uncertain election outcome was supposed to be market negative. Uh, right now, we're looking at the U.S. presidential election that remains too early and too close to call, and it could be several days before a clear outcome becomes apparent. Yeah, so given the fluid situation, let, let's just cut to the chase. I think there's two things that investors should know um, as we wait for the results. And the first is that the electoral system can handle this. It's definitely uncomfortable for all of us to wait for the results, but it normally takes three to four days for states to canvas and officially certify and count all of the election results. And so this is okay. Keep calm. Um, and, and actually, the fact that Republican leadership have not supported Trump's claims for foul play are encouraging, at least from a market stability perspective. Okay, so that's a really good point. So that probably alleviates some of the worst case scenario risks that we were worried about in the contested election scenario. But there's still another element to this, the fiscal stimulus element, which we had talked about under a blue wave scenario coming in, markets were pretty optimistic that we were going to get a lot of fiscal stimulus, but markets aren't moving lower now in this uncertain outcome. So what's going on here? Well, it's a great question, and it, and it goes to the second takeaway that I was going to share, so that's perfect. And, and that's that this blue wave scenario looks highly unlikely. We should expect a divided government. And even in the event that we had a 50-50 Senate, your fiscal policy, that type of big policy change, is only going to be as aggressive as your control of the Senate. And so we're looking at a divided government scenario. And so as you mentioned, that means that we're likely to have lower spending, and the timing of that is uncertain. It depends on who's president. We'll get some, but less. So that would be potentially negative for risk assets that have relied on that policy support. But on the other hand, you also don't see the other policy changes that were expected under a blue wave. So things like a tighter regulatory burden or higher tax rates. That's really interesting. So there's some pros and cons to this scenario that I think the market's picking up on. And it's probably then what we're seeing in the markets is a rotation from what had been expected and not necessarily a purely risk-off event. Exactly. So in the days and weeks leading up to the election, markets had priced in a blue wave or reflation trade. You know, the expectation that we'd have a lot of fiscal spending next year, which meant that Asset classes that do well when investors expect a big economic reflation, things like equities over bonds. 
uh, rates moving higher, the dollar weakening, value stocks, cyclical sectors, small caps, those are the types of things that we're doing well under this expectation. Now, equity markets are still looking okay. The markets are taking this news in stride, but it's what's outperforming that looks different. And there we have a return to the themes of quality and defense and the sectors, including the, the tech names and growth names that had done well when the economic outlook was less certain. So we've we've been here before, but it's, it's certainly a different trade than yesterday. Sure, we've come full circle. Uh, and like you said, the big question now is the size and timing of stimulus. When it comes to that, what's the path to the presidency from here? How does this look moving forward and what should we be watching for? Well, look, the the way the polls um, are coming in right this moment, it looks likely that there will be a narrow Biden victory here, um, or 270 electoral college votes. But the only thing that investors can do is is watch the returns come in in this handful of states, including Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan and Nevada, where the races are too close to call or or too early to call. Um, Now, as the race tightens, as these votes come in, it's possible that we'll get legal struggles. And that, that might be true in some of the Senate seats as well. But again, investors are squarely focused on this divided government scenario, which in the near term is is the major driver for investment response. I like what you said there, too close and too early to call. In one way, it is still currently too early to call where we are right at this point of recording. Uh, and that's because we just need to count more ballots. But then there's going to be a too close aspect, which could be the protracted legal battle that continues for some time. Outside of that, is there anything that you're watching in terms of the formation of government? You know, um, again, when it comes to what matters for markets, this is all about the virus and the path of policy. And a divided government means that we're not likely to see as major policy changes. So how government forms, you know, that that's a short-term political dynamic. I, I'm not really sure. But for a durable investment strategy, what matters is this real policy change. And we've got a pretty clear idea of what that uh, congressional policy will look like in the next couple of years. Mm, well, you just reminded me of someone who doesn't care about the election. Is there anyone who doesn't care about the election? Well, it's it's COVID-19, oh. obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as the weather cools and as we're seeing people move inside, COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations are increasing. And that's contributing to a deterioration in the service sector and in small business employment. We just got the ADP employment numbers this morning, and they were a major miss in terms of expectations, which to me signals that perhaps the easy part of the recovery is coming to an end. It's a really good point. And, and actually, it's it's maybe the one thing that could change what we've said to, to this point about fiscal stimulus. If we see the virus resurging and it having a, a real economic impact, well, it's already having a real economic impact, but a, a more pronounced economic impact, then that will push even deficit hawks to consider more support for the economy. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think now is as good a time as ever to do our portfolio pause, a section of the program where we share an investment idea. And today it's obviously all about the uncertainty in the election outcomes. Yeah. And, and with that uncertainty in mind, I, I, I hate to be a broken record, but it really is real policy change that, that drives investment strategy here, not the short-term political dynamics. And so keep calm. 
Yeah, we've said that a ton. And trading an uncertain election outcome doesn't make sense. Trading any uncertain outcome doesn't make sense because it's the real policy changes, like you said, that drive a durable investment strategy. Right. So stick, sticking to your investment goals is, is really the best way to navigate stressful investment periods. Election-related volatility tends to pass. We will know the results. And again, a divided government might reduce the likelihood of major policy changes. And, and some of that will be a benefit for investors. Exactly. And eventually, pent-up demand is likely to generate a wave of post-vaccine spending on discretionary services as we get into late 2021. So as long as the U.S. consumer and the economy can hold on until then, a durable economic improvement may proceed. Coming up next, we'll be watching the election, but it's also Fed Day tomorrow. And as I mentioned on Monday, I I don't expect any major changes there, but the fact that the Fed is present in the economy and that market liquidity has been robust despite this uncertain election outcome so far is certainly a positive for risk assets. Yes. Also a positive for risk assets has been the earnings season, which is ongoing. The overall corporate profit environment isn't great right now, but it's not as bad as expected. And so we're going to continue to watch these earnings reports come in for a sense of how companies are doing in the next few quarters. Well, that's it for today. We'll be back on Monday with more Market Matters and potentially some more conclusive election results. I hope so. Let us know what matters to you. Yeah, if you have a question or topic of interest, please feel free to reach out to us on social media. That's right. You can send us your questions or highlight what matters to you by finding us on LinkedIn. You can also follow our views at nylinvestments.com forward slash blog. But until then, I'm Robert Serenbetz. And I'm Lauren Goodwin. We look forward to hearing from you. Hang in there, everybody. Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamonts, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I'll now read our disclosures from compliance. For more information about mainstay funds, call 1-800-624-6782 for a prospectus or summary prospectus. Investors are asked to consider the investment objectives, risks, and charges and expenses of the investment carefully before investing. The prospectus or summary prospectus contains this and other information about the investment company. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing. There's no assurance that the investment objectives will be met. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as of a specific date. It is subject to change and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is a service mark and name under which New York Life Investment Management LLC does business. New York Life Investments is an indirect subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company, New York, New York 10010, and provides investment advisory services and products. New York Life Distributors LLC is located at 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302. New York Life Distributors LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.